0: Hey guys, my name is Haley Grove, and I'm a big believer that dance can be the thing you love most in life, but it can't be your life. Not if you want to have a sustainable career. I want to explore and highlight some of the things that dancers do outside of the studio. What fuels your creativity? What keeps you grounded? What are your other passions outside of dance that make you you? So, that's what I'm here to talk about. Dancers doing the stuff they love. Let's dive in. Hello everyone. Welcome back to Dancers Doing Stuff. It is Freezing cold in New York today. It went from 70 degrees last week to 30 degrees today. So I am very cold. So, this is why the drastic change in appearance and outfit choices. But uh, today is a very exciting day because I get to talk to my friend and former roommate, Alana. Um, She is a great dancer. We met doing a Performance with Josh Burgos on the Intrepid, the same one that uh, my previous guest uh, Ramita was on, and um, we connected. And then she ended up living with me, and it was really fun. Um, and she's back home in New Jersey, doing a lot of cool things in Jersey and in Pennsylvania. Um, so I'm excited to talk to her about dance and also just about um, life. And she's also a Pilates instructor. She's really passionate about knowing your body and anatomy and dancers knowing their body and just being smart about your body and all of these things. She's super strong and she's like this big. She's petite, but she is a powerhouse. Um, So I wanted to show a video of her as always. You know how I like to hype up my guests. Um, So this is the most recent video of some of her choreography because she's also started teaching. She's been doing so much. Um, And then I also forgot to say, if you're watching live on YouTube, definitely comment, um, chat with us. We'll have a time where we can play a game and I'll actually be able to bring your comments onto the screen. Um, So definitely if you have any questions, type them and I can share them or if you just like something that's going on. Um so with that kind of housekeeping done, I would love to introduce my guest. Let me give her a round of applause. Hey. Yay.
1: Hey You're
0: here. I am.
1: It's almost like I'm back in the apartment.
0: <laughs> I know. I miss it so much. I know. But you've been up to some really cool things, so I'm excited to chat. And first, before we officially get into talking about dance and life and all of that, I gave you a strange list. Well, it's not strange, but I just gave you a list of supplies and didn't really tell you what we were doing. So today, we are making some fall Thanksgiving wreaths. Wreaths. I realize that's like a really hard word for me to say. Wreaths. Wreaths. Okay. Wreaths, wreaths. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't sound like a real word Make anymore. Like a
1: vocal warm up.
0: Yes. This is this is what we're doing. We're being productive. So, if you have like some fall colored paper out there and some scissors, that's what we're gonna start with. So basically, okay. this is a really simple craft, and we'll we'll work on it while we're chatting. um But basically, I just have like a few different fall colors. I thought these were nice. Um, And what we're going to do is we're just going to cut, like, different leaves out of this. So just kind of whatever shape you want. It could be, like, maple leaves if you're feeling crazy. I probably will do more, like, just classic leaves because... I don't have a pencil with me, so that makes it a little tricky. So I know.
1: I just I just thought of the same thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: So we're gonna freehand cut leaves, and we'll see how it goes. Um, and then you also have your paper plate. I do. And before we start doing the leaves, we can we can set this up because this is a little tricky. Oh, You have a f- that's like ASMR. That was like a fresh.
1: Oh, that's cute. fresh. That was a I'm fresh a tear on the pumpkin. But
0: I love it. You mean stack. the snowman. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's I'm ready to decorate for Christmas already. But while we are cutting, and then once you finish cutting your plate, we can start cutting some leaves. Um, and if it's beautiful, then maybe you could use it as decoration for Thanksgiving. But if it's ugly, it's just paper and a plate, so it, it'll be okay. We won't feel too bad. And it-
1: just a chance to exercise a little creativity.
0: Exactly, which by. is so, so important, especially when we are not really able to do that as much the way we're used to. <laughs> exactly. So I was wondering if you could tell the audience just a bit about your dance background when you started dancing. I've personally seen a lot of really cute videos of you dancing as a wee little one, but I'd love to kind of you hear did. the story about how you got into dance.
1: Yeah, so I I started taking dance classes when I was just about three years old. I was a very energetic, very bubbly child, um, which has covered... Kind of went into my adult years a little bit, um, but I always had a lot of energy, and I always put on little performances for my family. It was really cute. We they would have like, they would have a little sheet that would cover the hallway, and I'd burst through the curtain, and they would announce me, and I would put on performances to like Britney Spears and In Sync, and like I'm a little teapot. <laughs> so it was, a- <laughs> um, and so at that point it was like, okay, we, we got to take this girl into some dance classes. So I started like that whole like ballet jazz combo, added some tap in. And, um, so at first it really was just something to get my energy out and just was something I was always dancing around the house. Um, but as I kind of went through middle school and high school and, You know a lot of those that I was still dancing with it was more of a hobby for them but it was just really evident that it was a passion of mine and it just became a whole other part of me I had no interest in the sports I had nothing but dance and I like was that that was my my target so um, I continued through high school dancing at a local studio And then from there, I went to a school in Philadelphia and I majored in dance in college, um, as well as studied um, pre-physical therapy, which we can get into that in a little bit as well, Um, just because I was always not just so much fascinated with the art of dance but also the biomechanics and the way that the body moves was always the thing that fascinated me the most. Um, just the ability of what our bodies have and the capability that we have. Um, so I went to college for dance. Um, I studied at um, Trinity La Bon when I was studying abroad. So yes. we, also, we, got, we got to bond a little bit about that, but um, I went to college at Drexel University. And then when I was there, I went and I studied abroad in London. Um, came back and then after I graduated, I, I was just, I was set and ready and um, had decided to pursue dance professionally. So I moved to New York. Um, did the summer session program at Broadway Dance Center where I met you. Oh, around you around that same time. Yeah, um, I think I
0: think you had um, just finished the program when did we finish. did the job on The Intrepid.
1: Exactly. Um, and so, and then from there, I, um, just started auditioning and jumped all in to the professional world. When did you, did did you, I'm intrigued to know
0: when you decided that you actually wanted to pursue dance? Because I'm, I'm intrigued to know if, if maybe we have a similar situation. So I'd love to hear, like, do you have a moment where you really knew, like, oh, this is what I'm going to do professionally?
1: Um, the, fir- the first moment that I really re- remember it, I always knew that dance was going to be connected to my career. I didn't always know exactly the, the, the kind of the pathway that it was going to take. Um, so I obviously knew when I majored in dance that I wanted to in some professional capacity, but it wasn't until about my junior year when I was actually studying abroad in London Um, where I got a little Uh, bit more clarity. I just got chills. (laughs) I just got chills.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. Um,
1: I kind of actually, like, oddly remember, like, the studio setting that I was in. And um, it was, I think it was always something that was on my heart to do. And it was more of a, my fear held me back. And more of a, I compared myself a lot, which I know is, a very dancer thing, but um, I I didn't necessarily believe that I had what it takes. And that was the first time that I really believed and I really saw myself as an artist was when I was dancing in London.
0: I knew you were going to say that because that was exactly the same situation. Did you do the full year or just one semester when you were there?
1: One semester.
0: Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, So I, I also, and I have a very specific memory, of course, like I've always said when I was younger, like whenever anyone asked me from, I I don't remember ever saying anything different really than saying, you know, maybe I said like, I want to be the president or I want to, you know, I would come up with those little weird things or like. But it's always been like, no, I'm going to be a dancer. But I didn't actually understand maybe like what that meant or if it was actually possible. Literally until I was a junior in London at Laban, And I remember having a conversation. I don't know. Did you ever have Christine as a ballet teacher? I don't know if she was still there. Because I, I, I was I there like two years or three years yeah, before you, I think. Oh, my gosh. I was there. Wow. I was there 2011 to 2011. 2012 so I was there a while after you oh my gosh because I'm old but um (laughs) I remember really specifically the ballet teacher um from the program she was talking to me after and she was like so what's your plan like are you gonna go around and audition for companies in Europe like like meaning like ballet companies and I was like I'm not good enough to do that and she was like so this is what I did and, like, I think that you should do this. And I was like, wow, like, it's possible. Like, someone is actually telling me. And, like, it was more – it was – obviously people have believed in me and I know they've believed in you for a very long time. Mm -hmm. But I think it's it's different hearing someone not just believe in you but, like, say something and, like, assuming that this is obviously your career. Like, not even questioning it. Like, being, like – that that kind of thing, and I had that experience in London a few times with teachers there. And I mean, I just love London. I would move back in a heartbeat. I know that you probably feel the same way, especially yep. um, with the way America's. Uh... Well, I mean, hopefully, yeah. th- hopefully there's hope. Hopefully there's hope. But for hopefully. it's been pretty dark here. So, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I really, it's funny that you said that, and it it's not surprising at all because I had the exact same experience. I don't know if it was something about. Was your program in college a BFA or just a BA program?
1: It was actually a Bachelor of Science program. Wow, that's cool. Really cool, um, and one of the reasons why I fell in love with it so much was because I still have that very sciencey part of my my brain as well. Um, so half of our time was spent in studio and like performance driven, and the other half was more. Um, based on like understanding the kinesiology understanding the biomechanics um also understanding like the compositional part of things the dance history all of those stuff so um and then also would take like chemistry and then go and take a dance class and go and go to physics and then go back to another dance class or rehearsal so um yeah i liked being kept on my toes a lot (laughs) i love
0: that yeah the program um, at Smith as, as a BA program. So it's, it's much more like academic, obviously, we have to dance a certain amount, but it's more right. academic than a conservatory program or something. Right. Like when we were in London, that program is obviously all conservatory. Uh, yeah. So I think it was also part of it was being in that kind of setting where it was just so clear that performance and dance was the path that all these people around me were taking. And it was like, oh, wow, like, cool, I, I'm included in this, and, that, and that's, yeah, I don't know, I think I'm really lucky that I had both the academic side as well as, you know, I think it was the perfect kind of dance education for college that I got, so I, it's yeah. just, it's always so fun to hear from people who have had, like, similar experiences, and, like, my time in London was just, like, the best time in my life, so I would literally, yeah. like, if I could snap my fingers and go back, I would.
1: Yeah, I think that that would be the time period that if anyone had asked me if I could time travel back to, I think that would be, I think that would be my, my time.
0: A hundred percent, a hundred percent. There's, it's just something so special about
1: that school and, and that
0: place and, oh, I love it.
1: And those studios.
0: Oh, the studios are so
1: beautiful. The most magical place.
0: It really is. Audience
1: watching, you should you should Google it and just see what we're talking about and by these studios.
0: The hot chocolate in the cafe downstairs. Amazing. I don't I know don't if you if, ever had it.
1: I don't it. know if I had it. Oh, I had, had it every day. When it was warm.
0: Uh, yeah. I, ha- I still had it every day. And I, I went back after after I graduated Smith. I went back and did the summer program there and then spent like three or four months in London after I graduated from Smith And I, even when I went back to visit during my senior year to visit my friends, I went to the cafe and the person knew that I wanted a hot chocolate and I hadn't even been in school there for a year. And they were like, Haley, you want hot chocolate? Like that's, I have a hot chocolate problem or I'm just very knowledgeable about it. So maybe it's not a problem. (laughs) My mom would say it's a problem. I have tea right here. Always. Always. We can't.
1: I, I chose tea over coffee, especially for you.
0: So. Now is the perfect time for our first game. Ah! <laughs> I love the <laughs> I'm glad that you got a kick out of that. So I'm it's incredible. time for Would You Rather. As I said before, if you are watching live, or even if you're watching the replay, I'd love for you to comment which, which Would You Rather you would pick because I think it's really funny. I always say this, that I think, Doing Would You Rather is a really easy, quick way to see how someone's brain works and to just get to know them. Oh, man. Don't worry. None of them are really too okay. crazy because they're from a pre-packaged, pre-made game. I really should figure out who made it. Mashups. Ridley's Games. Sponsor me if okay. you want because I hype up your product every every time I do the show. So, I'm going to pick we We're finally two. getting
1: our game night. I know.
0: I know. One day we'll be able to be in person and have real game nights and play board I games. Know. Okay, would you rather have spaghetti for hair or armpits full of sticky honey?
1: Spaghetti for hair.
0: You kind of have <laughs> spaghetti for hair.
1: I, I, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, I mean, it's gonna look the same. <laughs> It'll just be blonde. Maybe a texture. Yeah,
0: yeah true. So and if you get hungry, so there you go. I love it. You know, we're in a we're in a pandemic, so it would be, actually be, you know, it's I like streganona, but like from your head. Okay. You are Italian, so I am. That would be the right choice. I agree. I no one should want sticky armpits full of honey.
1: Mm-mm.
0: No, mm-hmm. that creeps me out. Okay, next one. Would you rather only eat one food for the rest of your life, or have your speech replaced with the sound of Bohemian Rhapsody when you opened your mouth.
1: <laughs> oh man, well if you knew my family, Bohemian Rhapsody is like a big family gathering song, so I feel like that'd be actually really funny. But I think that I would choose to um, only eat one food. It's important for me to communicate with people. Yeah. There's only so many conversations I could have with bogey-bean so.
0: <laughs> What food would it be, though? I know that's hard.
1: Wow. I know. I, I felt like that was going to be the follow-up question. I know it's going to have to be a carb.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Well, maybe it could be your pasta hair.
1: Might, might have to be my pasta hair. I love a good <laughs> homemade mac and cheese. Love it. Um, I could eat that I every also, day for the rest of my life. Yeah, so I feel like pasta, maybe. Yeah. I feel like that's a safe
0: bet. All right, last questions. Would you rather have an incurable itch between your toes or have an irremovable wasp's nest living inside your pillow?
1: Ooh. That's hard. I mean... Um, maybe the first one, because the second just sounds, and so painful. Dang-
0: it sounds dangerous, yeah.
1: It does.
0: Because yeah. I, I yeah. don't think the wasps would get used to you every night sleeping with, like, you would get no. stung every night.
1: No.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I'd, I'd choose the itch. I
1: position between your toes versus your entire face.
0: Yeah, because if it's just was, always was there, thought. you would you would get used to it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well. You used to the sensation. Exactly. Okay.
0: Okay. That was amazing. You answered those (laughs) very well. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: So now, as we're like still cutting leaves, which I'm still doing, um, I'd love to talk about just some of your passions outside of dance. I know I mentioned a few of them, um, but just share. I mean, definitely we can start with Pilates maybe because I know that that has been...
1: That's been a huge, huge passion of mine. Um, I started Pilates my freshman year of college. And it was actually a part of our program, a part of our dance program. Where um, That is we so
0: good that they did that. It
1: so awesome. Um, and we were able to be taught by those who were in the training program. Um, so I started doing Pilates my first semester of college, about two to three times um, a week,
0: Wow! which
1: I fell in love with it pretty immediately because it just, it changed the way that I use my body. Um, and it was able to help me break a lot of bad habits of like gripping with my hips or just using like the bigger muscles without really fine tuning, uh, without toning my muscles, without really understanding how to lengthen properly or just even the things that i was doing in like ballet class where i was forcing turnout or i was forcing my bottom on um and it just it it changed the way that i breathed i was able to like have more stamina going through performances and i felt a lot more grounded and a lot more embodied within the way that i moved um so that was one of the things that just like viscerally and internally really just turned me on to Pilates and made me fall in love with it. So after that, I was hooked. I was like, yes, why did I not do Pilates sooner? I went through a training program that was uh, through the university. It's called the Drexel Pilates Training Program. And it's a 450 hour training. So it took me until right about, I left for London. So I started that program in 2014, and then I completed my certification in June of 2016. So I have been teaching Pilates ever since.
0: Wow, that's amazing that that's something that they have available to students.
1: Incredible. Because it really sets
0: you up with a very easy career option and I know that you taught Pilates while you were in New York still auditioning, still doing that it's such a great thing for your body but it's also such a great flexible career for
1: a dancer to have totally even within scheduling and and it, it provided me with ways that I was, one, I knew how to warm up my body I knew how to train my own body and so it helped me in the auditioning process that way but also within teaching i was able to preserve my body so i wasn't doing something where i was always had to be on my feet a lot and i could kind of monitor how much i needed to output maybe i wasn't going to do the whole demonstrate the whole thing maybe i was going to walk around and make adjustments so it gave me the flexibility to care for my body as well
0: which is so, so important, and I feel like it's so commonly neglected in dancers. Do you ever see, like, dancers in class, and you're just like, oh, like, let me help you, let me give you a Pilates (laughs) lesson? I mean, you've looked at me at home and been like, you need help.
1: (laughs) I do, I do that to a lot of people, not necessarily just dancers, too.
0: Yeah, like, um, seeing I'll, people in New York, I, you must see some really crazy, like,
1: posture and things. You're just oh, like, yeah. oh, I Especially wish I could help I was, you. When I was on the subway a lot, it was like, oh, their shoulders. I just need them to drop their shoulders out of their ears and, you know, uh, attach them maybe to their back, you know. What <laughs> is, like, like that.
0: I know that a lot of people have been, obviously, sitting much more than normal. What is, like, yeah. one of, like, if you could tell the world one movement to help Ooh. them right now what would you tell them mostly no, i'm asking no, no. for selfish reasons because
1: <laughs> i'm a to mess with slumping oh yeah yeah with this um one thing i will say is muscles like to work together groups of muscles work together so if you're rounding forwards like this you're overstretching your back muscles in between your shoulders oh. and you're tightening your pec muscles so you want to release the muscles here but work on strengthening and tightening the muscles in between. So, motions like this or up and down where it pulls on your lats. Those are great ones to activate into your back, especially now that we're virtual. So, everything is very frontal. We kind of forget that we have a back sometimes. So, anything to activate your back, I think would be the go-to. Oh, that is like
0: such a good tip, pro tip from Alana Campbell. <laughs> I love that. Um, so, what are some of your other passions besides Pilates outside of dance? Besides
1: Pilates, um, I dabble in a lot of things every once in a while, um, and since I have pivoted from, um, you know, pursuing dance in the same capacity. <laughs> It's right, because it down doesn't exist. <laughs> it doesn't exist currently. Um, just been able to pivot. So alongside with Pilates, I've been going back and I took this as an opportunity to kind of build my own personal resume in some senses, where I'm not necessarily adding more jobs to the resume um, or dance jobs to the resume but um, I'm taking anatomy classes online so that way I have a little bit more deeper understanding of the body and it's something that I'm already intrigued with. Um, I also eventually am interested in pursuing physical therapy a little bit more deeper um, specifically with and specializing with dancers and dance injuries. From my own personal experiences that I've had with injuries and those of people that I have worked with, a lot of times people don't like, understand the dancer body and what we put ourselves through and what we are expected to perform a lot of times. So I really wanted to be able to bridge that gap a little bit better and be that kind of person who intercedes from both the artist brain and the science brain and meet those two in the middle. So that's one of my passions. And I also, since moving back to my parents' house currently for the time being, um, I have been serving and investing in a church plant in Philadelphia. So it has been a real um, honor and a real pleasure of mine to be able to just serve the community, to create community, and to really care for people in this time there's a lot of brokenness that's happening. There's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of confusion, and um, people need that in this time. so those are some of the things that
0: I have been doing. Yeah, it's been awesome to see like how involved you are with your church and just it seems like you guys are really creating just like you said, like a sense of community, and I think that this is the perfect time people need community in in whichever way that they can get it and like it seems that you guys have been doing some really cool things and just like it's not just like here come to church on Sunday it's like it -hmm. seems like there are so many options for so many people to get involved which I'm sure is helping so many people
1: yes and we've pivoted a lot of things online and we have a very creative bunch of people at our church Um, so it's also really great to feed off of them and learn from them people who are in graphics and video, and they have a whole creative team there. So to also be able to learn and to be inspired by them has been really um, a beautiful collaborative.
0: Yeah, and I've seen that also. This is something that, I mean, obviously you've done this before, but since you've been home, you've gotten much more into teaching dance as well, besides just teaching Pilates. So I'd love to hear more about that because I've been loving seeing your classes. And I see people comment on your videos like, Are you teaching
1: this? Can I come to this class? I'm like, yay! (laughs) Yes. Um, So I teach for a studio in South Jersey about every other week at at this point. Um, And we have all the restrictions, the temp checks, the social distancing, the masks, which has definitely been something new to get used to. It's a whole other version of cardio. Um, But I teach a musical theater uh, jazz dance class which is really um, just enriching for the soul to be able to move in that way that I'm so used to. Um, and within those times in quarantine, I kind of didn't get to have that access. And it was very different from performing it in this little space here. So to be able to be back in my Laduka shoes on Marley floor is- Oh, I'm jealous. I'm it's so jealous. It gives me chills. But also to, to pass that information on to others. A lot of times, especially when I was in high school, there wasn't many studios that were offering drop in classes and also that were offering the option of taking musical theater jazz. So it just is I'm really excited to be able to offer that and to give that back to the community in some way.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I think, I mean, I can only imagine, I'm sure you're an excellent teacher. So everyone, definitely go (laughs) check out her classes. I will tag all of your stuff in the description below and in the show notes for the audio version of this episode. Um, and then I know also you have recently, like very recently, I think, started dancing with a company and like being involved in a company. So what what's that story like?
1: Yes, so awesome. So I am a guest artist for Project Motion, which is Philadelphia's only all-female jazz dance company, which it is phenomenal to be a part of and to be dancing and learning with and alongside of such powerhouse women. Um, And just, yeah, I'm so excited to be back and have a new dance family. And we're just being creative in the ways that, you know, company work is going to look like within the pandemic. And what that might look like moving forward so it's a little bit more of collaborations with other philadelphia artists or video shoots photo shoots so it's a whole new a whole new world that we're really kind of jumping into but i think that our artistic director kelly motion she's really awesome and is just being really innovative about how we move forward and how we keep dance alive how we keep the arts alive um which is you know the world that we're living in right now yeah I think people are definitely I
0: feel like such a common theme that I've heard from all the people that I've talked to is just like creating community we've realized how important community is it's Mm -hmm. like I think our industry can be very like individual focus and, and just like, I got to do this for my career and I got to do this. And it's like, actually, if we all are in a community and we build each other up, we can all succeed so much better and achieve our dreams. You don't have to, you can always ask for help. You can have a community. I think it's like, it's so important. And then also just getting creative. We are creative people. So like, of course the artists and the dancers and the people in this industry were, were made to to figure this out, you know? It's, right, exactly. It's...
1: And in a way, it takes some of the pressure off in a sense, where there's not really an expectation of what to do. Um, mm-hmm. So there's, it's kind of like your choices are limitless in the things that you can kind of choose to pivot to. Like we just had our first, we had a pandemic performance this past weekend. Um, wow. We kind of set up a little bit like a telethon-based. It was a fundraiser for um, dancing music programs within the Philadelphia region for schools. And we we performed in one of Philadelphia's um, music venues. And it was interesting to perform to not an audience in such a big space like that. But it was really cool to see the way that the cameras were set up. And they were panning kind of on a track. and the way that it was live broadcast onto something else it it was really interesting because I was able to have people who live across the country who were able to tune in and see me dancing in Philadelphia so in those senses it's something that's really that's something that excites me
0: yeah there's definitely ways to look at this whole like it's it's really easy to be bummed out about all the things that like we should rightfully be bummed out about and worried about but at the same time it's there's been so many people that I know who have started new businesses or just gotten really creative. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I've I've been able to take class from people in L.A. who I would have never been able to take class with unless I was there. People, Mm -hmm. I took my friend's ballet class in London, and, like, I would have never been able to take that right now, not being there. So there's definitely definitely pros and cons. and, And, you know, if you've put your mind to it, you can really figure anything out. So there's right. hope in this dark, dark world. There is. Even though it, is. the just sun need sets to find at you
1: need to look for it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Even though the sun sets at 330 in the afternoon now. Yeah,
1: that's a There's still
0: light. <laughs> there's still light somewhere. Whether it's a ring light for your online class or whatnot, like you can figure it out. So I love that. Yeah. So it's time for Another game. It's less of a game, more of just like, (laughs) questions. (laughs) So, I have these questions. They are loosely color-coded, and I'm going to pick one randomly from each color. Some of them are more deep. Some of them are funny, um, and they're just kind of fun get to know you questions because a, a big part about this show i've said it a bunch of times is i feel like dancers don't always get to share who they are we're often telling someone else's story so that's uh, mm. part of the reason why i love talking to people is just giving people the ability to share who they are so I love that pick a color and I will.
1: Let's go with orange first.
0: All right. Ooh, a funny one. If you had to be on a reality TV show, which one would you choose? Mm.
1: The Bachelorette, but only if I could be The Bachelorette.
0: Ooh, okay. Like,
1: I would not want to be a contestant on The Bachelor.
0: Oh, yeah, no, that would be stressful.
1: Mm -mm. No, but maybe I feel like being The Bachelorette would be fun.
0: Yeah, having, like, people just fight over you and, like, having that control. (laughs) You get to make the decision of (laughs) your life. Yeah. That sounds good. (laughs) Okay.
1: Mm, Let's go with purple.
0: Are you good at forgiving people?
1: Ooh. We got deep. I try to be. I really try to be. Um, it's one of those things that you have to check yourself that you're not being petty. You know, I think our human nature is to kind of be that way. Um, but it's, it's hard. Forgiveness is hard. It's necessary. Um, but it's a hard thing. But
0: hmm. yeah, that was a good answer.
1: But I I think I would say yes, yeah. but it's not easy.
0: Yeah. I think you're good at forgiving people. I think you're a forgiving person.
1: Thank you. <laughs> All right. Um, let's go pink.
0: If you could live anywhere in the world for a year, where would it be?
1: London. <laughs> I knew it. I knew. <laughs>
0: I was like, this is an easy question. <laughs> so easy. We both would pack up and move like I, that I if really we would. could. I would I too. Really would. I know. I can't wait for the world was, to open I up more had
1: planned to go that was one of my 2020 goals is I wanted to go back and go to London yeah don't think that's gonna happen with I had like, hoped like I months. had
0: hoped to go in the summer and visit my friends and that didn't happen so maybe 2021 will be our year
1: so.
0: <laughs> all right what is the worst lie you ever told Ooh.
1: Ooh.
0: That's a hard one too.
1: <laughs> I mean I I don't want to identify myself as a liar. <laughs> um
0: If you I haven't really resonate. lied, that's okay too.
1: Not not on anything like big. I feel like maybe when I was in college, like to like a professor or some sort of like excuse of like <laughs> why the why dog ate your homework. I didn't get to turn in my paper or something or why I was late to class. I feel, like, I feel like that's the most times I've ever told a white lie is like why I show up late with like a yeah.
0: coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I'd believe that.
1: <laughs> um, but other than that, I don't, I don't really, I really try not to
0: lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is the final question that I ask all of my guests. Okay. What brings out your most creative self?
1: Um, this is a more complex question than I think people would realize. The the word that comes to mind is like space. If I give myself the kind of space and environment, I also think that I'm the most creative when I don't put extensive amount of pressure and expectation on it. Usually the medium is within dance, but it's something that when I'm open and able to kind of tune in, and be more receptive to things or be inspired by nature or music or whatever it might be kind of allowing it to come naturally and giving that that space for it so like mental space emotional space for it Mm,
0: I love that that's really beautiful (laughs) that's really beautiful and it's definitely something that you know, it's it's. I think it's hard and necessary to find that in a city living, you know, in New York. It's like you really have to do the work to, to get that.
1: <laughs> you have to be really intentional. Go to Central yeah. Park. Go for a walk. I used to have to find grass a lot of times.
0: Mm. So, I Central love Park that. Was, my, was my thing. Nice. Well, now is the time. If you have anything you would like to plug, we have your instagram here for all our live viewers alana campbell um and yeah tell everyone i mean everything will be in the show notes but definitely tell everyone where they can find you
1: yeah so instagram is probably the easiest place to to get in touch with me there uh it also has like a link to my email um i'm teaching pilates i've been doing virtual private classes virtual group classes I do a little extra stuff for dancers specifically. There's been some dancers that I've been working with in terms of Pilates and keeping their bodies in shape when they're not able to do the same amount of movement that they have been. It's great cross training for dancers. Um, I also will be teaching. So I always am posting on my Instagram what classes I'm teaching. And then also you can find from Instagram, I'll have like a little in my bio um a little link tree to all of those extra links there um but to check out project motion the philadelphia dance company that i'm in um yeah so those are those are all my main things that you can keep posted on all the things that i'm up to yay
0: i love that and then of course if you're watching live it would mean the world and if you're watching uh later if you're watching the replay it would mean the world to me if you would like and subscribe this video Comment, share it with your mom, your grandma, share it with anyone you know. My goal is to get to a thousand subscribers before the end of the year, and I'm. Oh,
1: we can do that. We can do that. Come on.
0: Well, I on, only guys, have hundred and thirty-seven, so we've got it. a long way to go. I believe in you. But
1: thank you for believing in me.
0: <laughs> um, and you and can. I'm
1: also just so proud of you creating oh. this. I remember having conversations at our kitchen table about I know. this idea even pre-pandemic. So it's it's really beautiful to see you really putting this into motion. Thank you.
0: I know. Yeah. I've been talking about this forever and so I'm really. glad that this pandemic kicked me in the butt to start it. Um, yeah, and if you guys want to find me, you can follow me on Instagram at Essentially Haley for my DIY kind of stuff, um, and then Haley Grove, H A L E Y, um, for my personal and dance stuff. If you want to check that out, and I'm actually thinking—I know I, I mentioned this before—of just making an Instagram specifically for dancers doing stuff, so that I can actually reshare the videos of all my amazing guests. Who are show their dancing and you know just keep sharing and have a place where we can keep hyping each other up and sharing all updates that they have going on so I'm working on that so look out for that if you're watching later um in time you, that might be available to you so we'll see but other than that this episode will go live on the podcast I think in about two weeks um, so it'll be after Thanksgiving but definitely we have to keep making our our wreaths I haven't actually glued anything to my wreath yet either. but I've just been <laughs> cutting out some some things let me just show a little bit like how it's kind of looking so I have like this kind of little It'll kind of look like this. Once you go all the way around, it'll actually look much better. And I'll definitely post a picture of what it looks like. And so if you try out this craft, definitely take a picture and tag us on Instagram so we can see it. I think it'll be really cute for, like, Thanksgiving. Maybe I'll bring it home to my parents because I'm only seeing just my parents for Thanksgiving. Because stay safe. Wear a mask, everyone. (laughs) Let's not have a lockdown fully because... We want to get back to dancing. So with that, uh, have an amazing night. And yeah, I'll see you guys later.
1: Yeah, thank you. Bye. Bye.
0: If anyone out there is looking to start a podcast but doesn't know where to begin, I have a great tip for you. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's actually what I'm using right now. Anchor is free to use and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. They distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and a ton of other places. Another cool thing is you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Everything you need to make a podcast is right in one place. Seriously, it's so easy. My first ever episode I recorded sitting in my closet, talking to my phone in the dark. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.